Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. No one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 422 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and this week, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Life mission has become mine. Okay. Uh, is, is any particular reason for that? Or? No. And Marcellus Reagans is on assignment at Dragon Cons. So we got to bring in the big guns from the bench. The Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network, one of our best friends in the world of podcasting. One of my best friends I've actually never met in real life from Fans on Patrol, Mr. Montego Bradley. Woo! It's Fans on Patrol time. I'm happy to be back. Man, it feel good. Just what's such a nice surprise. Thank you for having me back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I promise not to act a damn fool too much. Oh, you can act as much of the fool as you want. We love you, Montego, and thank you for joining us. But you, the listener, are here to listen to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we are going to talk our review of The Lord of the Rings, colon, The Rings of Power, so far. Uh, we've only had two episodes. I think that's a good way to get a kind of feel for where we're at with the series. So we're going to talk all about that. But before we get into it, Montego Bradley, how the hell are you? We have not talked to you in a while. I know, man. It's been a struggle, man. I, I had two kids that just went to college, and so that messed up the podcast, and my co-hosting had issues, and we've been struggling to get shows out. But by God, we got one out on time this week, and it's we've, it feels good to be back, man. It feel like we haven't been there, and we've been getting some uh, surprise visits from Smooth. Uh, uh, and that's been going pretty good and stuff. So I'm, I'm good. To, I, I feel good to be here, man. I feel good. I miss Mark, I, but I see him all on social, social media, just having a ball, right? He just <laughs> had the con. It's probably over now, but goddamn, he's just having a good time. He always does this time of year. Yeah. Part of me is always jealous when I see him down there of how much fun he's having. But the other part of me is like, did you just post that you were in line to go to a party at 4:30 a.m.? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old for that guy. He's like, I don't want to give it away. I know Mark is a man of mystery, but uh, he's older than me, so I don't know how he's doing this. I guess I just think, bl- uh, black don't crack, I guess is what it is. Yeah, I, we are the same age. I think me and Mark is right there together. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But he got more energy than me because I, I don't know if, you know, two two grown-ass kids now, man, they, they just sap the life out of you. I'll be <laughs> No, we're talking about one day. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I think it's having kids just like took all our love and emotion away. We have nothing left to give for Dragon Con raves at 4.30 a.m. Well, nah. we are we are glad to have you here, Montego. Thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, did you have a good Labor Day weekend? That is the important thing. Oh, my gosh. So, again, with the kids in college, they're gone. And my wife decided to go out of town and visit some friends. And so I was, you know, a bachelor on the, on the scene, man. I got the whole house to myself. I was like, I'm going to do this and do this. Dude, I, I went to the gym and I came home and I sat on the couch. And I went to the gym and I sat home. <laughs> I did nothing the whole weekend but just w- watch television and catch up on on uh, movies and stuff. So it was good. 
Awesome. Now you guys just did uh Ildris Elba is Beast on your show. What is what's coming up? Yes, for you guys. Oh, yeah, we you, know, you guys are kind of all over the place. You're not always new releases. So what's coming up on Fans on Patrol? We're going to hit what you guys just hit. We uh we're going to do Spartan. I saw that trailer a few uh weeks ago and it blew me away. So I haven't listened to you guys' show yet because I haven't watched it yet. And so after I watch it, I'll go back and listen to you guys' show and see what you said. But the, the trailer looks awesome. So we're, we're going to do that. And um, I don't know. We're doing something for a one-shot. I can't remember. You know how we do it. We, we make it up on the air as we go. So I'm having a panic attack just thinking about that. I'm going to go look at my list of shows through <laughs> January of next year just to feel a little calm for a second. Yeah. You guys are so organized. <laughs> uh, it's just me. It's just me. It's my job. <laughs> and I start to have a panic attack if I don't know what we're doing. In like, I'm like, oh shit! This is the third week of December, we don't have anything to review. <laughs> uh, and, and we're like, uh, what, what came out this week? Uh, let's do that. Uh, all right, y'all, tune in next week when we do that. <laughs> well, I will tell you that it works. Uh, I love your show. I've listened to it. God, I mean, it's been almost like seven, eight seven years. years that we've known each other. <laughs> So I've, yes. I've listened to it almost the entire time through through all the different co-hosts I've been there for you <laughs> through the <laughs> through the battalion of co-hosts that has marched in and marched out. But uh, we got our crew now. We at Triple Bodies. So we here to stay. You know, either until she die or to I die. <laughs> <laughs> One ex co-host was enough for us. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? Um, I'm doing good. I just got back from Massachusetts. Probably like couple hours ago fell asleep and i just woke up so i'm doing pretty good um i start my new job tomorrow too so that's pretty cool congratulations <laughs> so what were you doing up in massachusetts aubrey uh my my little cousin got married so we we went to her wedding and then we kind of wandered around a little bit got greek salads from the holyoke mall which i recommend yes. How old was is your cousin? Because when you say little cousin, I start thinking like banjos playing and like <laughs> really young. She's, and I know you're from uh, Pittsfield, so <laughs> I know, right? I actually uh, drove through Pittsfield and compared it to Skid Row, so it's uh, it's not looking good these days. But she is 23, I believe. What year is it? Yeah, 23. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll allow it. I, I, people out there are probably saying, that's so young. That's when I, my wife and I got married. She was 23. No, she was actually 21, and I was 23 when we got married. So. Yeah, I think her husband's like 27 or something. So oh. um, it's, not, it's not too bad. But, I mean, they they seem really happy. He seems super nice and good for her. So I'll, I'll allow it. As long as it passes the Aubrey test, I guess we're okay, right? Yeah, you know, it's a pretty high bar looking at my history. So, uh, You know, I also have been off for Labor Day weekend here in the United States. So I left work early on Thursday and went to a concert, went oh. out and did something. I took my daughter and I took my daughter to see My Chemical Romance, Mohegan Sun, Uncasville, Connecticut. It was a big, huge casino. Uh, and it, it was a blast. We had a great time. They were actually amazing in concert. It was really good. Uh, she was happy. They played her uh, favorite song. I thought they were great. Nice, man. Nice time with the family, man. I wish my daughters gave a shit about me and would spend time with me, but they won't. <laughs> well, considering the price of the tickets, even if Janine didn't like me, she probably would have spent time with me if I showed up oh with the tickets. God. So, <laughs> I love you tonight, Daddy. That's right. That's yeah. Right. 
there were supposed to be two opening acts and one of them canceled. I'm not sure what happened there, but they canceled. I didn't even know who it was. It was some girl. I don't know what I couldn't. If you came in here and put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you what her music sounded like. The other band was a band called Water Parks. It was super wimpy. And I knew who that was from my other job. And I did not want to see them. I was so like, oh, and they were just <laughs> as bad and, and wimpy as I expected. Uh, at one point, they tried to get a circle pit going and it. It was the saddest, wimpiest circle pit on earth. And I was just like, man, if MCR is not good, this is going to be like the biggest waste of money and the most disappointing concert we've ever been to. But thankfully, they were very, very, very good. So it was a good time. I didn't get home until 2.30 in the morning. Oh, man, you guys have great weekends. Goodness. Yeah, so I, um, man, I, I didn't go to work the next day. So I had Friday off, Saturday. Yeah, and it it wasn't really a relaxing weekend, so Saturday I had to go into work because I had to prep for today and tomorrow, which I would normally have done on Friday, but I was no way I was getting out of bed on Friday. So, (sighs) and then just watching movies, hanging out, spending time with the family, running a lot of errands. I had to go to Walmart today with my son, and it was like hell on earth. Yeah, it was like forty-five minutes to to exchange something. I wanted to die the whole time. It was just not fun. It was not fun. I mean, it's a holiday. Everybody's off of work. I had to go to Walmart, but it is what it is. He needed steel toe shoes for going to tech high school, and the ones we ordered online were too small, so we had to go in person to get the better size because he needed them for tomorrow. So, yeah. But that's it. And then I got my fantasy football draft coming up tomorrow. I'm excited about that. I've done zero research whatsoever, <laughs> which is always a bad sign for my year in fantasy. With The years that I spend the time to do research, make lists, have printouts and highlights and everything ready to go and I'm, I'm sitting down with my big information in front of me on the table then it's a good year years like this where i'm like i ain't got time i'm busy i got too much shit going on i'm just gonna wing it it's always bad <laughs> dude i never give a shit about fantasy football until i see somebody win like five hundred thousand dollars and i'm like god damn it. <laughs> why, did I, why did i not pay attention <laughs> Not to bore our listeners with sports talk, but our league is a money league. Uh, so it costs a hundred, it's a hundred dollar buy-in and then winner takes most. Nice. So you do get, you do win some money if you win the Super Bowl. I've won it a few times. I bought us a new fridge at the house. I've done a couple other things with the money. So it, my wife doesn't mind that I do it, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And we do a thing in our league where whoever comes in last is the beer bitch. For the next what year. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so you have to buy all the beer for the draft the next year if you come in last. The whole time. If you come in last, yeah, you have to buy everything, everybody beer for the for the next year's p- draft party. So Ooh. you don't want to come in last, uh, and you have to change your team name on top of that. So it, it helps because you know every every league will have you know about halfway through the year there's teams that are just out of it like your team sucks you didn't do a good job picking and sometimes those people will just ghost and now kind of the not to, not to care about the integrity of fantasy football but the integrity of the league is is kind of messed up because there's only half the league really trying anymore <laughs> but in in our league everybody tries the whole way through because nobody wants to be the beer bitch. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't even want to be called a bitch under any circumstance. I know, but then you have to spend two hundred some dollars on beer. Like it's it's not fun. This is not like we sit down at, at our houses with laptops and pick for like twenty minutes and we're done. This is we go to this dude's house. He's got a huge board on the wall. We got stickers, oh, with all the players' names on them. Like it, it it's 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 pretty intense. It's 
pretty intense. It's a fun time. We're usually there till like one or two in the morning, but we, it, it's wild and it's a fun time. So I love it. A lot of two of the, and three and four in the mornings coming from you, Joey. Something, I, I, you know, know. I don't. You perpetrate uh, this uh, uh, old daddy thing. <laughs> I don't sleep ever. Like I'm just busy all the time. It's crazy, but yeah. And then I just watched a bunch of movies this past weekend, and that was that. So um, I put a review up on TikTok and on Twitter. I, I saw the movie Glorious. I'll talk about that maybe a little later, which is on Shutter. A lot of cool stuff. So just a busy weekend. I didn't really have much time. I l- just laid down and relaxed. I'm pretty jealous of Montego, but. Yeah, that's where we were at. That's where we were at. So enough about us. Let's just talk a little bit more about us. And Mark isn't here, so I guess I am going to have to tell you where you can find more So Wizard Podcast. <laughs> all right, so go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week. There's links there to all our social media on the right-hand side of the page. There are links to all our YouTube and Patreon content. SoWizardPodcast.com is the hub for everything. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. You will find hours of free exclusive content there. And we've got our Patreon at Patreon.com backslash SoWizardPodcast where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content this month. It's the only place to hear our news from D23 Breakdown. So that's going to be exciting for you news fans out there. And check it out. A podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize a guest. You have to do a Google Calendar. And and you build a following. It takes a lot of time. And I've been working on it for a while. All right. Well, guys, it's time to talk Lord of the Rings, colon. The Rings of Power. I'm going to just ask you guys some questions up front before we jump in. But when we do jump in, we're going to start non-spoiler. So you'll get our impressions of those first two episodes. Then we'll play the sound drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't watched them, you'll at least know what we thought. Maybe you'll at that point want to jump in or not want to jump in. But the rest of you can stick around and hear us talk a little more in depth after we drop the spoilers. Because it'll be spoilers going wild at that point. Start Montego Bradley from Phantom Patrol. Are you a Lord of the Rings guy? I am a Lord of the Rings uh, fella, Joey. Um, I used to read the books as a, as a as a child. I watched the cartoons, and when the movie came out, I was elated and enjoyed it. And uh, you know, I was not looking forward to this uh, this uh, this thing here, the Lord uh, Lord of the Rings Ring of Ring of Power, because you know it's it's a made up thing. And so I just just passively said, you know, I'll check it out. So I am a fan. All right, so you're a big Lord of the Rings guy. Now, Aubrey, we know how you feel about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Yeah. Tell us how much you love Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings so much it is tattooed on my body. Damn. What does it say? Be cringe and enter. Where is it? (laughs) (laughs) It's in my waistline. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I like you so much better now. (laughs) That's some dope stuff. (laughs) Oh, boy. So let, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been in an intimate encounter and have somebody speak friend? No, nobody's actually known it besides, um, actually, funny enough, Noah's delivering doctor for <laughs> when when I gave birth. So he was like, bad at all. He took, uh, he took Noah out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. Excellent. He he actually Excellent. knew, yeah. That's good. And obviously you love the movies. Are you, are you a book reader also or just the movies? I have read the books. I haven't read the Silmarion, which this this kind of had Silmarion vibes from what I was reading about the Silmarion. So I'm going to go back and read it before I continue the series. 
it's it's a it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard I've I've heard that. Well, obviously I love the movies. I saw them all in the movie theater. I have the extended editions on DVD and on Blu-ray. I'm a big fan of them. I read all the books when I was a kid. I read them again after the first movie came out. I never read any of the extra stuff, so I did not read the Similac Child or whatever that is. But I did. <laughs> uh, I did. I did read The Hobbit. I've read The Hobbit. I just never read uh, any of the other things. I liked The Hobbit movies. I don't love them. They're okay. There's there's like two good movies in there somewhere. Yeah. In those in those three three hour movies, there's two two hour good movies in there somewhere. Uh, Matega, are you a Hobbit guy? Oh no 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 no. I like the books, but that when the movie came out, I agree with you 100. percent You know, it was a shorter book than what they did with the original films, and then. They stretched it out for all those hours, and it was just like, yeah, y'all, y'all could have did the, you know, the prequels, the Star Wars prequels things. Those are basically what maybe a movie and a half, but you know, they they threw all that little kid stuff in there and could have just started with the damn Clone Wars and called it a day. But mm-hmm. same for the Hobbit, they could have just started with the, you know, just they could have just did. It could have been one movie, to be honest with you, but yeah. They stretch it out for three whole three whole movies, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. Aubrey, and now you love Lord of the Rings, but do you love The Hobbit? Do you have a uh, like smog tramp stamp or something? <laughs> no, surprisingly, I don't. I mean, The Hobbit's okay. It it's different. I feel like Lord of the Rings. The time it came out was perfect, and it looked perfect for the time it came out. For The Hobbit, I mean, same thing. The time it came out was perfect for how it looks. The books itself, I mean, I, I started reading it to Noah and he was not interested, but I think it's, I think it's awesome. I, I like the whole lore of theories and all of J.R.R. Tolkien's stuff. I mean, I've read a couple of different side books, but you know, I don't, it's just one of those things that I actually care about. <laughs> I don't I don't know like what age is good to get kids into them. I know I started reading them when I was probably like 10, 11, 12, and even then it was it was it was tough, but I wanted to read it cuz I was into D&D and like fantasy stuff and I'm like these are like the blueprint. I need to read these. So even when it started to get like 55 pages of some guy's song <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I could. That's right. I can do this. I could do this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I'm Janine's read read them, but you know she's a little older when she started reading them. So that's kind of where we're at as Lord of the Rings fans. So let's get into non spoiler what we thought of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which is now playing on Amazon Prime. And I'm just gonna tell you up front. Prime did not give us screeners of this series. They have given us screeners of every goddamn TV show they have released for the last, like, two and a half years, including, like, Lizzo, Fat Chick Dance-Off reality show, like, everything. Everything they have given us screeners for. They did not give out enthusiast press screeners for Lord of the Rings. It only went to the big boys, so we all had to watch it on Prime. So this is not colored by throwing that out there up front. So Montego Bradley, non-spoiler. What did you think of this show? Oh, that's very interesting with this with the screeners. Um, this um, this thing made like it's got more views this weekend than anything. You know, they're like twenty five million uh, views. That's the reason why I guess they didn't do it. Uh, non spoiler. Pleasantly, pleasantly surprised of what I saw. Um, I heard nothing but garbage about how bad it was and stuff. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's really. Um, and then I watched um, was that a uh, Game of Thrones? House of the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was 
bored out of my mind for two hours watching that thing. And I was like, oh, God, now I got to watch this. And so watching it, man, I really started enjoying myself. And I guess what I noticed the most was just the time they took in world building even with this familiar world that you knew. And I, I like shit like that, man. I dig that kind of stuff. So uh, right now I'm on, I'm on track, man. I'm, I'm in to win it. And, uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Okay. Aubrey Litchfield, the, you love Lord of the Rings so much, you tattooed it on yourself. Are we getting a uh, Jeff Bezos in a Hobbit costume on your arm that you can flex and make <laughs> wiggle and dance? What a rock. That would be amazing. <laughs> I got through one and a half episodes and didn't watch the whole thing yet because I was in Massachusetts and watching it on somebody else's TV and, and whatnot. But so far, I, I do really enjoy it. Uh, Max fell asleep during it. <laughs> I was sitting there watching it like a kid in a candy store. I loved it. I am super excited to watch more of it. Like I said, I, I'm probably going to read the Silmarian first because I feel like it kind of has a little bit of that added into it. So I'm super excited to see what happens. So far, it looked absolutely stunning. It's it's mm -hmm. beautifully done. They did, like Montego said, they did so much world building that it's you care about the characters. You care what happens to them at this point. And, they, and we haven't run into that so much with some stuff that we've watched lately. Well, I guess I'm going to be on a lonely island out here by myself because I thought this was excruciatingly boring. Mm, interesting. It was physically painful to watch the first, I want to say, episode and a half, episode and three quarters. Uh, it, it just was nonstop talking. And it's weird because Montana. Hey, we're, we're going to do House of the Dragon when the full season ends, so who knows how that'll eventually end up. But I also watched that this weekend, and I liked it way better than Oh, <laughs> oh no. And not just because it, it had 100% more doggy-style sex in it, but because <laughs> that's right, it was just like, it, it felt like this was just people would appear and then talk and kind of explain something, but you didn't really know what they were explaining and then it would just go to the next people. And it felt like it just was never going to end. It was only an hour. And it felt like like six years to my life had washed away. It's just I, I, I could not believe how, like, it just felt like it was moving in molasses. So I was not a big fan. It did start to pick up a little bit towards the end of the last episode that we watched. You know, maybe it just needed to find its feet or establish its setting or something. But... You know, just sitting down watching it, I was, it was, it was rough. So uh, I was not a fan. So we're going to have to spoil this. The only way for us to discuss it further is to spoil it. If you haven't seen it yet, we're going to drop the drop and let you know that spoilers are coming so you can bounce. The rest of you stick around. I think we're going to have to argue a little bit about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. So <laughs> here comes the drop. And we're now let's talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right, Montego Bradley, things that you liked about this show. What are things that you watch this two hours of people talking? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that you loved. Tell me some things you liked about it. Okay. First of all, the cinematography was ridiculous and I was very careful uh with the first episode because a lot of times with pilots and stuff, you know, they throw everything but the kitchen sink, half the budget of the show into, you know, the first episode so it'll look good so you'll you know stay there and then you you know <laughs> the wheel of time. 
consistency kept going with the second episode you know everything still looked great beautiful the locations and the characters you know you, you said it was a lot of talking but i guess if you're a fan of lord of the rings you know who elrond is and so when he comes in, he starts talking. I'm interested. I'm like, God damn, that's Elrond. That's young Elrond. Let's, let's see what he has to talk about. And then Gradia, Gradia, <laughs> however you say her damn name. You know, her being this hardcore, like, commando running through the, you know, the mountains with this team who about to turn on her. You know, I was like, what the hell? This is sweet. And because their ages, they were so young, I'm like, man, this is so far, you know, in in the past, you know, from – you know, a steel door and, you know, all this other stuff that happens later, you know, it's, it's not even on the table because they're so young and like what they're like middle age, 40 something, you know, in the, in the, in the movie. I'm like, it's a lot. They, I like when they have a lot of space to develop people and, and stories. And then the, the newer characters they, they involved in. And I cannot not sit here and say, I am the happiest brother on the planet that there's black people. <laughs> yes, there are black people with swords. It's about goddamn time for this fiction that you that you guys try to act like it was like some history of like you know uh, Europe or some crap like that. So and, and and oh my god, the the one elf that was the prettiest man I ever seen. Goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that's that's trying to court the, the the lady and stuff and was all depressed. I was like, man, that's a pretty man. Goodness gracious, man! I'll be glad <laughs> to get something in right now. <laughs> Well, uh, Aubrey Litchfield, how about you with things you liked about the show? It, it is, it's gorgeous. There is not a single complaint I have about the actual cinematography, the direction, the character. It is so beautifully done. It is just like what you would imagine Lord of the Rings would be in. It's so, it, it doesn't look fake at all. There, it doesn't, even the snow troll, it didn't look like CG. It, it looked like they were really battling a snow troll. Some stuff that we've watched lately, like the, the CG has looked really crappy, but the the movie was great. And this, we didn't get, it, it looks gorgeous. I love that. I love the writing, even though you found it very boring, Joey. I, I mean, it, it's Lord of the Rings to me. It screams Lord of the Rings to me. I love seeing Galadriel in role where she's the commander of the armies. Because when you see her in Lord of the Rings, she's just creepy. Like, and then you don't really get her backstory. Like, you could tell there's much more to her in The Hobbit. Again, you could tell there's much more to her, but you don't get it. And then in this, you do. Uh, Elrond's being a herald, and then he's going, and you see how he learns Elven smithing. And I think that's really cool because El- in Elven what? Lord of the Ring, Elven smithing. <laughs> is that Elvis Joe Biden? And, uh, <laughs> you, get to, you get to finally see it in. In Lord of the Rings, you see him restore the sword, and you're like, does everybody just know how to do that? But in this, you get to kind of see that he has studied it. And so I I think it's really cool to learn more about the elven lords that got the rings of power and and stuff like that. This is this is really cool. I'm eating it up. Ah, you know, it looks gorgeous. I'll agree with both of you there. It, it, it all the money in the world is being spent on this TV show, and it looks great. It looks like a movie. I know that there's some sort of like rules, and they can't reference certain things, and they're not allowed to reference the movies. 
and they're not they weren't even allowed to talk to Peter Jackson about this. There's all sorts of crazy rules. Oh, really? I, did, I wasn't aware of that. Wow. Right. Um, I guess. And I, I mean, I'm sure someone out there screaming at their phone. I'm gonna get some of this wrong, but I, whoever's running the Tolkien family like doesn't like the movies. Oh, and, oh I got you. And yeah. doesn't like Peter Jackson's interpretation of the movies. So there's all this feuding. And when they gave Amazon these rights, they only had the rights to certain things. So they don't have all the Samarian or whatever it is. Uh, and they don't have like certain stories they can reference. And then they implicitly were not supposed to have Peter Jackson work on this in any way, shape or form. Was, was any of these, um, these people alive when this shit was written or were they just some rich clown that's just inherited a gold mine because their granddaddy was involved? Was I, it, was a, they might be because I know there was his son, and I think his son has passed away now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure his son had kids, so maybe they knew him as their grandfather. Yeah, but, but we're slowly getting further and further away from people that had anything to do with him right. himself at that time. Right. <laughs> to be fair, I, I don't I don't begrudge them or even his son for being ultra protective of it and not being like, hey, I'm going to license it out to everything. And here's uh, Lord of the Rings, the serial. And here's Lord of the Rings, the animated Saturday morning cartoon from the early 80s or something. You know, I, I, I don't begrudge him that. But I, I, I don't agree with most of his uh, opinions on things. I, I, I watch those three movies and having read the books multiple times, you I don't think it's physically possible for any anyone to make a better three movies out of that yep i agree with you <clears throat> i will and I'm, i know aubrey agrees with it because she tattooed it on herself but <laughs> i mean i i just I, I you can quibble with things here and there or say man i wish tom bombadil was in it or something ridiculous but dollars to donuts for hollywood making those three movies i don't think that you could ever make a better adaptation of those fucking books I, I than that you, man. It, it's it's kind of funny when you you know when, when the scenes came up in that movie it was like, damn, that's how my mind looked at it. You know, I mean, and that wasn't even any bull crap. It was like, that's how I imagine it. Because, of course, Tolkien is probably what the most descriptive writer in the whole, you know, universe that ever lived. You know, you hear to describe what a damn tree leaf looked like for about, what, a chapter and a half. You get it when you finish reading it. You know what that leaf looked like. And so, yeah, I agree with you 100 percent with that. Go ahead. Sir. Sorry. To- yeah, no, it's fine. I just it, it's so weird to me how he just doesn't like the movies when to me like being a fan of not just the books but of movies and being our age montego when you didn't get shit like you were lucky to see like the crappiest stuff you've ever seen like special effects wise and and budget wise to actually see that come out and work was just like Mm -hmm. amazing so to me i i don't say i always agree with his his ideas but i i definitely can can at least sympathize with wanting to protect the brand, at least, that his father created and is allegedly so important, but maybe not as important as he thinks it is, but that's okay. Grandfather. Yeah. Great so, <laughs> great, great grandfather, <laughs> you know. So, in, in like the year like 3000, like, like it's like great, 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 great grandkids are going to be like, man, we're out of money. <laughs> we better go remake these Lord of the Rings movies. In 3D, in hologram form. You know what's funny? God, we're getting on a tangent, but I went to the original Star Wars celebration, and the producer, and I cannot remember his name, but the producer of the prequel trilogy was there, and he was talking about how he got a phone call to go make the movies, and he had worked on the original ones, and they had to go back to the desert, blah, 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 blah. And then somebody asked him what his like, what he has planned for the future when he's done with these movies, and he said is his biggest fear was he was going to be in his 70s, and George Lucas's kids were going to call him and say, get dressed, we're picking you up tomorrow to go to the desert and make the sequel movies. 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, Lord of the Rings, it, lo- it looks amazing. It looks amazing. All the money is on the screen. All the money. Every cent is there. It looks fantastic. And even though it's not supposed to be, this is where the tangent kind of came in, it's not supposed to be part of the movies. It looks right out of the movie. <laughs> like it fits right in with what we what we were seeing in the in the New Line Cinema Peter Jackson movies. So no complaints there. I'm not uh, against the casting. I know people were losing their minds on the internet about some of the casting for different reasons, and uh, I did not have any issues with that. I actually agree with you, uh, Montego. The elf guy was like probably the coolest character. He just looked like a badass right away. A pretty, pretty beautiful yeah. badass. Right, right, right. But I, I, he looked more like he could kick ass while also being good looking. Right. Well, Legolas would probably steal your girlfriend, but I don't, I'm pretty sure I could take him, you know. <laughs> Grab him out so, of here. <laughs> that's right, right, right. So I, I thought he was probably the best character that I liked at least. And everything looked great. And there were a couple scenes that were cool. Uh, I liked her climbing on the ice mountain and fighting the thing, you know, Galadriel. Uh, really cool character in the mo- in the movies. It's nice to see what she's doing now. Uh, I liked them being on the ocean when they were getting attacked by a fish monster thing. That was pretty cool. But for the most part, you know, that's really about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Montego, you loved it, but are there anything in the show that you did not like? The only thing I can say is that I was... um. In the first two shows, and this is a this is a dichotomy view of this because uh, you know it's a it's a TV series, and I had to remind myself of that when I was watching it because it did get to the point where I did felt like it got a little draggy, like when the little uh, mole orcs was doing a thing, and I was like, okay, let's go, let's go, but it was pretty much over, you know, when that thing you know crawled out and then was attacking the kid and or the the parent. But other than, you know, and then I had to remind myself, oh, it's a damn, it's a, it's a, it's a series. So, you know, we're going to get this and maybe another season and, you know, hopefully and, and we'll see how it goes. So sometimes they don't rush stuff because they're literally developing a story for something better. And I have a lot of faith. I have a faith in this property as, you know, with this development because from the first show to the second show, I liked what I saw. And I just hope that it's not one of those things that the burn is so slow that you don't see, like, the actual reveal on the last show of the season that you have to wait a year or two, you know, because that mm-hmm. happens stuff that you be like, oh, oh, shit, here go. And then it pops out and you're like, oh, shit. And then it's like, oh, you're like, shit, God, wait, you know, a year and two. And, you know, hopefully I'll stay hyped for it. So I hope that they they move the story faster than what they were doing now. You know, I think they took a lot of time developing the characters. Um, because you did have to get familiar with these characters because they weren't the same characters that you saw before. And even with the guy on a boat that, you know, you talk about the, the, you know, the ship, you know, he seemed like the biggest piece of shit in the whole show, but I got a feeling maybe he might be one of the dopest dudes in the whole show. Who knows, you know, but I, I'm intrigued by him and I like to see what else is, you know, going to be offered. Or maybe they might throw him away when, when she get off the ship. Who knows? But I don't think so. So the pacing, the pacing could have been a little better. But other than that, you were all in. That was your only complaint. Other than that, that was my only complaint. And I, I found myself like stopping the, 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 the show to see how much time was left, you know, cause I was like, Oh, this is going good. Let me see. Oh, nice. Come on, keep, keep it going. Keep it going. But uh, it did get a, a little draggy in some instances. And I just hope I, I wasn't suffering to comparison with House of the Dragon. Cause I'm telling you, holy moly. I, woo, woo. I watched the two, the three of them all on the same day. And uh, House of the Dragon, I wanted to 
kill myself for the presentation. I, I feel like I'm on a lonely island with that one because I watched that with my wife and she was in the same boat as you, uh, Montego, where she's like, yeah, that, I, I liked it, but it was kind of boring. Where I, I was just all in on it from the start. I just like, this is great. I thought, really? it was, I thought it was much better than Lord of the Rings. It seemed like it had more of a plot and everything was moving forward at a faster pace. Um, it was really gross when the king was supposed to marry some like 11 year old chick. <laughs> at least even he was like, uh, I don't know. I was just kind of young. <laughs> like, wow. Thank you. Game of Thrones. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I guess I'll be on a lonely island with that one when we review it too. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, uh, you also a Lord of the Rings super fan. What did you not like about it? Yeah. The pacing could have probably been a little bit better, but I think I'm so used to how the pacing is in the books and the movies that I didn't think too much about it, but looking back on it, it definitely probably could have been better for the broader audience. I think it's very much so honed into Lord of the Rings fans who uh, know that that's how it's going to be kind of thing. I don't think that it has much value to just like the average watcher. I think that person's going to be super bored. I would agree with you 100%. It's definitely for fans. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it. That was also your only complaint. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I, I guess I'm going to echo what you guys said, but I, I'm going to echo it a lot louder is that the pacing was, <laughs> the pacing was brutal. I thought the pacing was brutal. And I, I think this is not just Lord of the Rings, but it's starting to feel like this with a lot of these streaming series. And we've talked about it with the Disney plus Marvel shows and, Obi-Wan and some of the Netflix stuff we reviewed, uh, the pacing is just off in these. They're not written to be a TV show. There's certain shows still that do it with uh, streaming. I feel like The Boys does a good job of it. it it's not written like a TV show. It, it, the Netflix stuff, I think, is what started it. Netflix started it. They wanted you to binge it. They wanted you to watch it back to back to back to back, and that's how the things were written. Um, I don't know if it's just the fact that broadcast TV is dying and people aren't cutting their teeth in uh, the writers rooms of shows that have 24 episodes for a season so they're not used to writing like single episode shows or you know monster of the week x-files episodes or anything like that but it it, it just it, it doesn't feel like they're writing it to be a show anymore like you can't just sit down and watch one episode of something being the super popular brand lord of the rings with all of Jeff Bezos's money behind it, so they're getting more seasons. There's no worry that they're going to get canceled. This isn't like you know Neil Gaiman begging people to watch Sandman on Twitter. Uh, they're they're getting more seasons. They don't have the oomph to really hook Wait, you right away. Is that a thing? They do. Somebody was asking people to watch Sandman. Yeah, really. I didn't the, know Net, the Netflix algorithm is brutal, so it's like. They they have certain things they look for at Netflix, one of them being like, how many people watched it? How many of them finished it? How many of them binged episodes in a row? How many did it within the first week, the second week, the third week? So a lot of the creators will go on Twitter and say, hey, if you loved Sandman, if you loved Umbrella Academy, like, go back and rewatch it. Watch two or three episodes in a row. Um, this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> actually, part of the reason that Mystery Science Theater didn't work on Netflix was because it, it's not made that way. It's it's like two-hour-something episodes where you and the robots watch a movie and laugh, but you're not going to sit there for seven and a half hours a day and watch like three or four episodes. So it never really worked with their algorithm. That's why they had to leave Netflix. So. Oh, you educated me today. Goodness gracious. I didn't know yeah, that I was mean, a thing. 
Lord of the Rings is not beholden to that. We know they're getting multiple seasons, so there's no oomph to hook you in right away. And for me, in the golden age of streaming television, movies, nerdy stuff everywhere, I don't know if I have seven hours to wait for this to kick in. (laughs) The first episode was excruciating. It was nonstop. Two people appear, talk for five to ten minutes, and then switch to the next scene. I started, like, my eyes started hazing over. I was like, something's going to happen, right? Something's going to happen. <laughs> like, like at some point, something happens, right? I, I, I don't think I could take it anymore. And then I, I was pissed because we just talked to Montego about how the, the like, I, I wish I knew the character's name. I'm sorry for saying the black elf. <laughs> that poor guy. He's the black elf. Uh, the, the, the elf guy, you know, he's in the bar. He argues with those guys. He looks kind of badass. I'm like, all right, here we go. Something's going to happen. Then he walks outside, and what does he do? He talks to some lady for like 20 minutes. His name is Arander. I don't know. It's one of those names. Arander walks outside and talks to his girlfriend for like 20 minutes. Like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That's so mad. It wasn't 20 minutes. It was like 15 seconds. It felt like three hours. It's like, is anything going to happen in this? Like, you got the little boy running around with that sword, sucking his blood and stuff and getting bigger. And that so was that's- a, little, a little weird, but, you know, there's, and there, there's little things like that that are kind of like starting to pull you a little bit along in a story. But nothing in the first episode, like, jumped out and made me say, holy shit, I need to watch this. I need If I wasn't a Lord of the Rings fan already, I'm going to probably finish it because I love the franchise. But if you're just like Joe on Q public that sat down and you probably wouldn't make it through 20 minutes of that. Let's be real. <laughs> I might agree with you with that. I mean, it's, it's like Arby said, it's, it's definitely a fan, a fan made property, man. It's, it's for the people and it's a, it's a whole world of people who love this stuff. So it's going to be successful because of that, because of the fandom. But, uh, I, if I was a layman, let's say it's different because if I like, like nights and stuff like that, mm-hmm. then I'll, I like this. But if you're one of those people who don't even like medieval stuff, then you wouldn't, wouldn't watch it to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you wouldn't I even think that nerdy people with any kind of inclination of some sort of fantasy, whether you play D&D or you read different books or you've just seen the movies, I think you kind of know what you're getting into, so you might make it through. But I think mm-hmm. just your average schmo that like we all work with that doesn't really like that kind of stuff might see like a news article. Oh, 25 million people watch the first episode and they'll be like, Oh, I should check it out. And they're, like, they're going to come in and be like, this shit was boring as fuck. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I agree with you with that. Because it, it, it was rough for me and I, I consider myself a pretty big nerd. So uh, the second episode picked up a little bit. I disagree with you guys. Pacing, pacing, pacing. Um, like, these streaming shows have got to get back to pacing them like a TV series. I think the boys does a really good job of that where it hooks you week to week. It makes you want to watch it. And you're thinking about it. I think WandaVision did a really good job of that. But then there's other shows like Moon Knight was horrendous in doing that. Um, oh, I thought no. Miss Marvel like went off the rails uh, halfway through the season, which was probably my biggest disappointment of the year so far. I got to tell you was it took a it took what was a absolutely stunning shocking five out of five tv show for me right down to a three all of a sudden when she went on vacation to pakistan for like two and a half episodes it was boring the show like ran into a brick wall and thank god she went back home and hung out with her high school friends at the end Uh, the pakistan stuff man i thought that's where it got going man get out of here man i could have watched her 
just going to high school and hanging out with her family and hanging out at the mosque for like 20 episodes. <laughs> I thought that was the best part of the show. <laughs> but, hey, I, I will agree with you though. I, I'm not, I'm not going to pick on the, the Marvel stuff because yeah. I, I disagree with uh, uh, pretty much everything you just said about those shows. <laughs> but, but with streaming shows, period, like, uh, me and Smooth just did, um, what was the name of that thing? Um, Raccoon City, that, um, uh, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil. Yep. It, it probably would have been a good show if it was only like three shows, but mm-hmm. you know, it was clearly enough writing for three shows and they stretched it to like 12. Yep. And so they threw a bunch of garbage. And I, and like you said, this is the kind of trend of streaming now, which is weird because yeah, we grew up, it was 24 shows a year and now you, Punks can't make it, you can't make it a, a 12, six shows without having a lull in the middle. It, it's so weird to me, man. Yeah, you know? I, I'm not, trust me, I'm not here banging the drum for uh 24 C- episode seasons of like CW superhero shows again. Uh Trust me, I just want the, the pacing to improve on this stuff. I, I don't need a, a random episode where the Flash fights the girl from Walking Dead dressed up as a bee. It was uh, the girl that played Beth. Was it Beth on The Walking Dead? Aubrey, that was... Uh, oh, was, yeah. <laughs> it's good memory, man. Yeah. She, she was very cute. I will tell you that. She's a very attractive lady. But, um, man, that was brutal. <laughs> Superman and Lois is dope, though. You got to get it. That is what I've heard. But Superman and Lois is dope, bro. It's dope. Getting back to Lord of the Rings. Uh, yes, you know, sorry, sorry to hijack your show here. About I, I think... That they should have dialed back on some of the the storylines. What's going on with the elf guy? Seems like it's going somewhere interesting with the uh, other town and something attacked him and they fought an orc. Blah blah blah. Okay, that's cool. Whatever Galadriel has going on seems to be interesting. But these two like hobbits. You don't like the Elrond stuff. The uh, the hobbits that like ordered Gandalf from Wish. (laughs) I don't know what the. Is that a, we know it's a wizard, right? But I'm like, is that Gandalf? Is it's that so- probably Sauron. Like, that's the big twist at the end. Um, I thought it was going to be the wizard that was in charge of animals. What is the brown, name? The brown wizard. The brown. I, yeah. I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's I, I, why I, I, Sauron is pissed off at Middle Earth because he, like, landed there and there's, like, no hot chicks anywhere. There's just hobbits. He's like, yo, fuck this shit. They're not even hobbits. What the, I, what the hell are those? I didn't know what those things are. Carfoot. Yeah. Hairy yeah. foots. Uh, was it Willow? They they called them brownies or something like that. It was pretty much the same thing. You guys remember Willow? That, no? That's before they become Girl Scouts is when they're brownies. <laughs> no, they were, they're literally called brownies. <laughs> Somebody out there is laughing. All right. <laughs> oh, and, and, and the Star Wars producer, that was Rick McCullum. That's what he was talking there about. There you go. Yes, yes. I, I He was actually a really nice guy, even though he, he's not great in Star Wars. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, I, I, I could have done without that. I, I would have liked to see them concentrate on less storylines and then make the ones that, that were interesting. <laughs> even if maybe it wasn't even the ones that I think were interesting, but just pick two and stick to that. I, I, I felt like they were just trying too hard to be like, hey, remember hobbits? We got hobbits. Remember this? We got this. Remember elves? We got elves. The elves were ridiculous looking. Their hair was stupid. And every time the guy elves were on screen talking, I was fucking rolling, dude. Oh, Joey, goddamn, Joey. <laughs> but I did forget to say in the positives, I did forget to say that I loved the dwarf people, the dwarf <laughs> king and his wife. And I know that poor actress got so much shit when they were showing the trailers and so many announcements. And I thought she was probably the best part of the whole fucking show. 
She was and hysterical. How long we been waiting to see elf 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 uh, women, right? Because like in The Hobbit, they joke about them like they got beards, you can't tell them a difference and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They said they actually look like ladies and stuff like that, so that's cool. She probably didn't want to wear a big beard. <laughs> The whole thing, but like, I, I thought that whole sequence, once that elf guy got there and they started doing the rock contest and they had dinner together, like, that was good. Like, I liked that. We had good interplay between the two of them. It was interesting. The conversation seemed like it had pieces of things you need to pay attention to. It just was getting to that point. That was brutal. Like, I had no idea what was happening. I had no idea why that guy was going there or what, was, what the whole point of it was. It was like physically painful and then it picked up. So it, it's actually even more frustrating to me because there's parts of this that are really good and are really interesting and they're just buried in this boring stuff. And it reminds me a lot of, God, uh, Warcraft, the movie. You guys remember Warcraft? Yeah, yes. yeah. With, with the hot uh, lady that was in it, was it? Uh, she was a goblin or something, but she was smoking yeah. hot. <laughs> she was smoking hot with the, with the tusk. <laughs> it was the, not, it won't be the last, but it was the first large green woman that stirred something in, in me. Um, We'll talk maybe more about that in a few weeks. Uh, I just remember in that movie, like, people would appear out of nowhere on screen and be like, hello, I am so-and-so, son of so-and-so, in the so-and-so, so-and-so. And, like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And, like, like that's how I felt for a lot of this. It felt like like Warcraft the movie, which is the saddest oh, thing I think Patton. I could say. That's what it was. What, Paula Patton? <laughs> yeah, Patton, right. Woo! She was yeah. fine. I would not <laughs> kick her out of bed for eating lamb of bread. In bed. Even with the chest. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, all right. Well, we've got to answer a couple questions about this. Montego Bradley, out of all the storylines in this, what is the one that has you the most interested? Because I know I just said I hated half of them. So. Yeah, that's an uh, interesting question. Oh, damn. Ooh, I hadn't thought of this. I know I should probably say, say the Gradia. Because uh, she's the fo- she's the whole focal point. I like when Elrond went to go see the elves, man. Oh, I'm just gonna choose. Okay, so I'm gonna say the probably the, the elf uh, warrior right now. Him and whatever's going on, we're digging up the whole towns and all that stuff, and you know his love for a human person. So that's kind of cool. Okay, Aubrey Litchfield, you've got a lot to choose from here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Galadriel because I think that it it's really. I like the action sequences for her. I think that's what's catching people is, is her action sequences and, you know, climbing the ice mountain and fighting the the snow troll and, and all of that stuff. I think that she has a lot of action to hers. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough because I, I think Kate Blanchett is smoking hot. At least she was 20 years ago when they made the, <laughs> one of the Rings movies. So it's like, man, does she grow up into be Kate Blanchett? Uh, tough, tough, tough. But I'm, I'm going to agree with Montego. I think the uh, elf and his human girlfriend and whatever's going on in that town and the kid with the sword he's bleeding on. I think that that's the story. Like that, that's the one that had me most interested. There was action. There was intrigue. There's different things going on. Uh, uh, that was the one that really hooked me in as far as wanting to watch more of it. I wish that could have been the whole show. You give me 45 minutes of that, and we're we're golden. But apparently we're not getting there. Montego, did you watch The Wheel of Time? I did not. I, I still, I'm still mean to watch it. Um, when you watch this, it, it popped up as you should be watching this, and I'm like, oh, I forgot all about that. It's not great, but it's goofy. It, it's yeah. kind of like if this was the X Files. That's like the Baywatch night. 
Damn. TV shows. Um, <laughs> actually, it it's not as fun as Baywatch it Nights, but it can't be that bad. Get out of here. Is this Lord of the Rings without giving it a score yet? Is this you know? Are are you all in? Are you ready to go? Are you going to watch multiple seasons of this? Is this got you by the nutsack? Right now, my nutsack is gone, man. It's got me. I'm, I'm ah. in. I can't. I just looked to see when the next episode came out comes out because I was like, "Damn, I want to see the next one." September ninth. So yeah, yeah, I'm in, bro. Okay, all right, Aubrey. I'm assuming you're all in. I'm all in. Meat is back on the menu for Aubrey. So um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not all in in an excited way. I'll put it that way. I'm not sitting here salivating over the next episode but i think yeah if a couple weeks build up of it then i'll be like oh you know montego will kind of understand as a podcaster and some other podcasters that listen will understand and you know some of the listeners who don't podcast may not understand but there's weekends where i can get ahead of what i'm supposed to watch and then i have a couple nights where i don't have to do anything i don't have to watch something i'm not desperately scrambling to finish the sandman or something like that or trying to fit in a movie showing of whatever if i have some time like during the week or whatever i might if i get three or four weeks behind i might watch an episode here and there and eventually catch up uh and, and in the hope that it will pick up towards the end of the season maybe this first episode and a half was really their way of being like okay people that don't really like lord of the rings we're going to try to explain this to you as dumbed down as possible and it just ended up being boring to people that are at least slightly educated on it. But I guess I'll watch it as it comes. But I'm not frothing at the mouth of it like I am for House of the Dragon. Sorry, Montego. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've got to score it. We've got to give these couple episodes a score. Zero to five. Five being the best. Zero being the worst. Montego Bradley, what do you got? I'm going to give it a solid four, bro. Wow. I'm going to give it a solid four, man. I'm back, back, back. I want to see more, more, more. Aubrey Litchfield. I agree. I'm, I'm also going to give it a four. Wow. I am a two and a half. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I am a two and a half. Looks great, but, man, I need some more. I need some more action. Give me something to hook me in besides a lot of people talking and walking around. So <laughs> that is it. That is our review of Lord of the Rings, colon, the Rings of Power so far. Before we leave, we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up. Montego Bradley, tell us where everybody can find fans on patrol, and then give us a recommendation of something our listeners should check out. All right. Uh, for everything Fans of Patrol, you can go to fansofpatrol.com. You can uh, reach us on all our social media at Fans of Patrol. That's uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. On Twitter, it's Fans of Patrol Zero. I'm going to fix that, I promise. Um, all the uh, podcast listening platforms we're pretty much on. I don't know of any that we're not on. Even stuff that I'm not aware of, I look and they got our stuff. So just... Fans of Patrol, just put that in there. And for a recommendation, what the hell have I been watching? You know what? I know it's old and people have seen it already, especially your fans. But I went back and I watched the very last episode of um, Obi-Wan because I think I fell asleep on it the first time I was watching. <laughs> and damn, dude, it was so much better than I thought it was. That lightsaber fight with Vader and uh, Obi-Wan. Is worth the price of popcorn any day of the week. So if you haven't checked out that, go look at that. If you only want to see a dope lightsaber fight, go look at that last episode. Holy Jesus, it was so good. I love it. I love it. I want to watch it again. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. One of well, our best friends. 
in the world of podcasting. So everybody who probably already listens to our show is listening to your show anyway. But anyone that isn't, go listen to them. I've been listening to them for seven years. It's fucking fantastic. Aubrey Litchfield, queen of all nerds, what do you got? That's a great question. I, I, I um, I got nothing. <laughs> I've been playing Animal Crossing still. I kid. <laughs> It always comes back to Animal Crossing. I know. I've been bad. I I just redid my island, so it has like a Alice in Wonderland piece to it, and I haven't really done much. Well, you get the next two weeks off because we're doing horror movies, so that is plenty of time for you to come up with something to recommend. I'll do my best. I will actively think about it. Uh, I'm sure you will. And I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our Patreon and YouTube content there as well. So SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Adam is almost done moving into his new house, so the videos will begin to flow again uh, very soon. And uh, don't forget our Patreon. You can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. Last month, it was the only place to hear our review of Prey. This month, it's the only place to hear us discussing all the D23 news that's going to drop coming up. So all you news fans, jump on it. Suggestions from me, my God. Um... I did just review on TikTok and Twitter was a movie called Glorious, which is on Shudder right now. And I have been loving these Shudder exclusive movies so far. A lot of really cool ones. This one is the story of a distraught man having some rough times in his life. He ends up at a rest stop bathroom, looks in the glory hole. Oh, no. (laughs) And uh, there happens to be a uh, terrible, awful Lovecraftian monster in the next stall. And they get locked in the bathroom together and hijinks ensue. It's good. I really liked it. A lot of really crazy shit goes down and uh, it's funny at times. It's scary at times. It's got some cool practical effects. Obviously low budget, but you know what? I, I did enjoy it. So check out Glorious on Shudder. And then you, I was a guest on the Happiness in Darkness, the superhero movie podcast. Uh, they had me on and we discussed DC League of Super Pets. So that's where you can hear my review of DC League of Super Pets on the Happiness in Darkness podcast. So check that out. And that is going to do it. That is going to do it for episode number 422 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. What is it? What do you smell? Man flesh. <laughs> God. Man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Montego Bradley from Fans on Patrol. Gentlemen, I salute you. We'll see you guys next week. We'll be reviewing the movie Barbarian with a special guest. Come back and find out what happens when you rent an Airbnb from Pennywise. Good, <laughs> good journey.